It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, good morning. Utah Car Sense time here on The Zone. I am Austin Horton. Jeff Miller off this week. Eric Jensen producing for us behind the glass and joining me safely socially distanced from a uh, undisclosed location. We're in the bunker. He's in the bunker. George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown Store. Morning, George Roska. How are you? Good morning. So good to be here. I'm doing awesome. Now, uh, you, you texted me that we have a special guest joining us. When will that be this morning? Uh, he's here with us right now. Okay. Um, I've got Alex Kuhn. Um, he's uh, just recently been promoted as our CRM director. And I really wanted him with us today just to be able to talk about digital and how the pandemic's affected buying cars and really how we've adjusted to it and what we're going to do about that going forward in the future. So I'm really excited about that. Okay, we'll introduce you to Alex. Uh, Alex, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Secondly, congrats on the promotion. What were you doing before this? Thanks. Um, I've been selling cars here at Mark Miller Subaru for about six years now. Wow. And now George said you're the CRM director. What what does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So my goal is going to be working on the digital side of selling cars with our um, internet leads that we get from inquiries from people from the internet and making sure, you know, with this pandemic going on, my job is really going to be to get people buying cars from their house remotely and, and helping uh progress that so people can have a, an at-home car buying experience. What does CRM stand for? What is that an acronym for? Yeah, that's uh, Customer Reset, uh, Retention Management. Uh-huh. So I'll be in touch of, uh, in charge of making sure that we're, we're keeping up with those customers and, and taking care of them to the best of our abilities. Now, George, do you still handle or does uh, Alex now handle the TPS reports as the CRM? <laughs> TPS reports are now on Alex's plate. Are they? Oh, I'm sorry, Alex, but that's that's just how it goes. <laughs> I need those stat on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that's from a movie. In case Alex, you're not looking around going, uh, "What's what's TPS? Am I supposed to be doing something?" No, it's from the movie Office Space. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, George introduced it there. You talked about it as well. Let's jump right in with the idea of. Buying a vehicle online that I've never actually test-driven myself before, although there's also still an option to get a test drive, I assume, from the safe location of my home or wherever I would like to purchase that vehicle from. This is a not a, a brand new idea, but I think an entirely new wave of this happening because of the pandemic. How, do, how does one start buying a vehicle online without ever stepping foot into a store? You know, we've, we've always prided ourselves on having a strong digital footprint. We, we've always been very progressive about putting our best prices online, about um, really just being transparent on our website and having as many tools as possible for folks to, to really do the car shopping from home. Um, so we've always wanted to do that, right? But the pandemic really made it to where it wasn't just something that we wanted to do. It was something that we really needed to do. Um, there were still people that needed cars, that needed to buy cars, and and they just didn't feel safe coming into the store. And, you know, as much as we try with masks and social distancing and, and disinfecting and cleaning everything, not, not everybody was still comfortable with that. So we saw a huge uptick in uh, what's called digital retailing. Um, we have an express store on our website where basically you can go um, pick the car you want, um, whether arrange a test drive at your house or just do the full purchase online. Um, you can submit insurance, your driver's license, get payments up to the penny whether it's a purchase or a lease. And um, really Alex's role is gonna be taking what we've started and just taking that to the next level where it's a completely smooth experience. You, you start something, maybe you don't finish the purchase from home but you do start that, that process um, on our express store. And then you can come into the store or we can bring the car out to you um, and finish everything up remotely, do all of your financing at your house, sign all the paperwork, sign all the documents, and even do that delivery where you never have to step foot in the dealership. And so 
we really think that that's been kind of the way of the future for a while, but with COVID, with the pandemic, with everybody working more remotely and working from home, it's, it's really just increased it 10 times. So, so Alex, how does your day-to-day job change, or I guess let me double question, how has it changed and how will it change now with this new uh, position you're taking on? Great question. So I've gone from being on the front line of receiving those uh, interests from people to going to the other side and helping the sales floor and the salespeople accomplish their job from, from the backside of things rather than being on that front line. And so my job is going to be to be fine tune that process and make sure that we're getting to customers in a timely manner. We're making sure that um, we're getting their questions answered. We're on top of um, their uh, information that they need. We're getting that to them in a timely manner and um, setting those appointments so we can get out to them and, and get them taken care of in a place that's comfortable in a place that's uh, that's safe for them. And, and it reduces traffic to the store as well. So all overall, it really works, um, uh, works it to be better. Everybody gets to, to have that opportunity to, to buy a car in a place that's a little more comfortable. You know, a lot of people, they come into the dealership, their, their guards up, they're a little nervous. It's something they're not used to. And we've got that opportunity to, you know, take the step back and no pressure environment. We're at their doorstep somewhere where it's a little more comfortable. And, and my job is to make sure that those, uh, systems are working and functioning properly and to the best of what we can offer for everybody. Yeah, along those lines, uh, to the both of you, Jeff has Jeff Miller has really been a disruptor, uh, and I mean that in the highest uh, regard and in a, in a a good sense in the industry all along the way. And this is one more step to where he's disrupting the industry again because, as you mentioned, Alex, we have been trained over decades and years of uh, be it portrayal on TV or in the media or actual real life experience that when you go to buy a car, you're, you're putting on your boxing gloves, you're getting your mouthpiece in and you're ready to go to war. This is that they're trying to get one over on you. And Jeff has taken all of that away with the promised price. Yet there's no pressure anywhere along the steps uh, that, that you have to buy in a car or lease in a car from Mark Miller Subaru. And now we're going even further to where people can, you know, stay stay at home from work on their phone, whatever it be. Let me ask you first, Alex. Uh, the the disruption is that a good word for the way that things are done at Mark Miller Subaru? Because it's really, in my experience now of leasing two vehicles uh, from from Mark Miller Subaru, it's really unlike any other experience that I've ever heard of or or had myself in buying a car. Is disruption a good word, Alex? So how do you feel when I say that? I think that uh, definitely points out that we're we're trying to make a difference and we're trying to stand out from everybody. Um, I also like the word modern. You know, it is 2020. I don't think we need that old school style anymore. You know, people want to to be with the times. They want a a nice experience. You know, we're shifting to a very customer service oriented industry, um, not just in the car sales, but you know. Uh, when you're flying on an airplane or anywhere that you go, it's really um, headed towards the customer mind and having a good experience. Um, and I like that we're at the front line of that in the auto industry here in Utah. George, do you own a plaid uh, sport coat or is that no longer a thing you have? <laughs> I, I've moved on from the plaid. I, I've gone to all black now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, but the point being, there is no, the traditional idea of selling cars that doesn't exist uh, with Mark Miller Subaru because you guys are actually more. You're not. I hate even saying car salesman. You're your product specialist because really people come in George and what they're doing is they're making a big time decision for them and their family and it's going to affect them for years and it needs to be a fun, happy experience rather than one that people dread. And I think that you guys are on the way to that, aren't you? I think we're pretty close. And I think this was kind of the last piece to the puzzle um, that we kind of built. We, we've always had a great in-store experience, right? Um, you, you've leased two cars from us. I've, I've heard you 
just rave and rant about what we do and, and how you've been treated. And, and I, and I don't think you say that just because you do the show. I really do think you've had good experiences last two times you've come in. Am I right? Absolutely. Look, uh, people might hear me, you know, as the co-host of Utah Carson's presented by Mark Merrill's Subaru and go, Oh, they're telling you to say that, that no, 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 no. I've never ever been directed or told anything about how to do this show. And I would not tell uh, I would not tell a lie here. In fact, when we went through this last process uh, with uh, trading in the cross check for the Forester, we were very transparent on air about the the bump in the road that we had with the Forester that it needed yep. a, a software update and the USB stick uh, corrupted it and it had to be replaced and it took another week or two. But I think that's just as important because it's not it's not just a, a perfect situation. Uh, for me, because I host this show, it's the same for anybody. And when there is the anomaly of a, of a problem that's, that, that happens, there was no uh, disruption in our life. We got a loner. We had help every step of the way. And there was never a thought of, oh, is this a bad move? Is this the wrong thing? Are we going to get stuck with something we don't like? It was always, always, always whatever's best for the Horton family is best for the Mark Miller Subaru family. And that's how it's been yeah. both times. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear you say that. And and, and you said it perfectly. Um, we're not going to be perfect in anything, right? Mistakes are going to happen, whether it's a USB stick getting corrupted, but obviously nobody intended for that to happen. But it's how you deal with the problem, I feel, that really speaks to who you are. And we always put ourselves, like you said, what's, it's not what's best for us. It's, it's what's best for our customers. And we really do look at that in every interaction that we have. And, and like I said, this was kind of the final piece of that puzzle because yes, we could bring a car to your house before and, and, and we could, we could test drive it and we could do some things, but we've never really had that ability to take um, a deal basically from start to finish um, without somebody coming in and doing all of the paperwork, whether it's the, the bank contract, the lease contract, everything remotely and digitally. And I'm really excited to have Alex in this role and to see wh where it's really going to take us. And I think it's going to expand our horizons where we're going to sell not only more cars locally, but maybe even more cars to, to people out of state and, and across the country. Alex, Alex, uh, I'm curious, what's maybe the number one concern slash question slash uh, inquiry you get from customers, uh, especially during this pandemic? Ooh, that's a good question. Um I know that a lot of people are concerned about like sanitation of the, the dealership and, and the cars and making sure that we're taking um, everything very seriously, social distancing within the dealership. So I really think it's it's just making sure that we're we're being clean, we're cleaning everything up. You know, after every test drive, we've got um, uh, sanitizers that we can go through and touch the uh, clean the high touch areas in the car, steering wheel, shift knob, door handles, switches, and whatnot. Mm. Um, so people are, you know, they want to make sure that we're taking this seriously, that we're concerned about their health, and obviously we're very concerned about our health here. Jeff has made it very clear he wants to make sure that that we're taken care of, that we're protected, um, and that we're, um, you know, we're safe from this as well. Well, one thing that I've seen too, sorry to interrupt Alex, but it's uh, people, people seem to be valuing the time that they spend in the dealership a, a lot, a lot more than before. Um, I mean, obviously we've always wanted to be respectful of people's time and, and not waste anybody's time in the dealership. But now with COVID, it, it seems like people are wanting to spend less and less time somewhere. And so we're cognizant, cognizant of that. And, and that's also part of Alex's role in making sure all of our software is working correctly and that our processes are working smooth so that when somebody does come in, um, we're not having as many issues come up and, and we're having everything be a little bit quicker. Um, and that's also been something that I've noticed. But um, I, I think, yeah, people people want to feel safe, you know, and, and, and we're trying, I think, our best whether to not only disinfect, but maybe make it to where people don't even have to come into the store. He's uh, George Roska, General Sales Manager of the Midtown Store, 3535 South State, and Alex Kuhn. Did I get that right? You sure did. Alex Kuhn, the new CRM, Customer Retention Manager? I, I can't remember what the M stands for already. Management manager. Management. Work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the head dude of customer retention. Now, uh, what's the best way to start my uh, car buying or exploring experience with Mark Miller Subaru, Alex? Great question. If you jump on to our website, markmillersubaru.com, 
and uh, find a car that works for you. There's an option on there that says at home car buying. You click on that and it's going to bring up all the options that you have. If you want to pay cash finance or lease, and you can go through and it has an exact payment of what your car payment will be. If you decide to uh, choose a, a finance option and you can play around with down payment, you can put a trade it in there and get started there when you have your deal. So you click continue at the bottom and you're ready to roll. Awesome. Uh, anything else we uh, need to talk about or ask you about, Alex? Is there something? Is there a, a someone, a special someone you'd like to send a radio dedication to this morning here? Uh, on yes, Utah there Carson? is. Uh, my wife is listening. She's at work at Intermountain Medical Center, and I'll give her a shout Hey, her name's Lauren. Her name. I'm sorry, we lost you there for a minute. Her name is what? Yeah, Lauren. Lauren at IMC, doing the the real work in the family. Uh, Alex is. is just playing on the radio <laughs> this morning, and, and and Lauren's out there saving lives. So uh, not to, you know, uh, tell you the obvious, but she's a better person than you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, good to meet you. Good to have you on the show, and come back anytime. Anything we can do for you, okay? Sounds good. Thanks All for right. having me. Thank you. George, you, you got a good one there, it sounds like, in Alex. It sounds like uh, he's been there six years, and – didn't take you guys long to realize he can uh, be really useful to uh, the, the the company first of all, but also mostly the customers. Yeah, no, certainly. Again, I'm really excited about this and uh, where, where this is going to take us in our digital platform and um, really expand everything that we can do at Mark Miller Subaru. Do you think that that is the future of uh, the car buying experience? I know that it's also the present, but do you think uh, in the next five to ten years? that you'll see the majority of car purchases uh, online rather than in person? That, that's a hard one to say. Um, you know, I think it's been steadily increasing over the years. Um, I don't think we'll see a majority in the next five years or so, but that's really just my guess. Um, anything could really happen. And as we've seen this year, anything can really happen, I guess. Right. So um, w one thing that, that we want to do is we want to give people the option to buy a car and look at, uh, at their options any way they want, whether that's in person, whether that's all fully online, we want to be the retailer for you, no matter how you want to buy the car. And so I think that by having this, it's going to steadily increase and, and maybe people will, will love the way it is and never want to come in and buy another car in, in person again. But I think some people will always want to come and touch and feel and test drive different options. And so I, I don't think it'll, fully be a hundred percent online, but, um, it's definitely heading that direction. Well, and like you mentioned, at least the opportunity is there for some, because, you know, we're talking in terms of pandemic, maybe making people stay home or unable to get into the store in person, but this is, you know, we've got friends in the community that aren't able to leave their homes, regardless of the, if there's a pandemic going on or that it's harder for them to get out, uh, traveling to a store themselves. And this at least gives everybody the opportunity to uh, test the waters with Mark Miller Subaru at the very least. Absolutely. And I think what you'll see is maybe a hybrid model where a lot of people start their purchase online and really play around with different figures, kind of figure out what works maybe for their budget. And then they come in to the store and we're really able to focus like we always do about what's really best for them. Yeah. Um, where they're maybe kind of figured out some of the financial side by themselves, because I think traditionally a lot of people came into dealerships to see what their payment would be, to see what, you know, pricing looks like. And then um, th they end up maybe not liking that experience as much because they weren't able to get what they wanted, whether the salesman was, was pushy or didn't want to, you know, give up some information that's happened many times in the past and in, in, in car buying. And so we kind of flipped that model upside down when we introduced promise price and gave people our best price up front. It really shifted the focus away from price and, and really what, what people can negotiate down to, to really what's the best car for me. And I think by having these online options and giving people lease payments, finance payments to the penny, it'll really take it again to that next level where the focus then really is more and more on the car, more and more on what's best for them. And we can have those conversations a little quicker because they've done some of the homework on our website from home. Which you guys tell uh, when we, whenever that topic comes up, uh, the, the steps or advice you would give to people when buying a car, 
uh, every one of you, you, uh, Roger, Jeff, everybody says to the customer and people out there, do your homework before you go into a store. Whether it's your your place or other where, uh, elsewhere, get online, do some homework. Don't just walk in cold. And this way, as you're mentioning, gives people not only an opportunity to just do some homework, but almost close the deal and then still come in if they'd like to and uh, start, uh, you know, nine steps down the road rather than cold. Yeah, it's cool because you can just save where you left off. Um, if you've done a lot of the financing already uh, set up on from home, save it in, in the express store. You come in, you, you find the car that you've been looking at, you take it for a quick test drive. If, if everything looks great and, and you're ready to move forward, we've already got everything started. So you don't have to spend another two hours in the dealership just doing credit apps and, and things that, you know, maybe you could have done from home. So right. this is a, this is a really cool thing. And you said, you said it a moment ago, and we've mentioned it a hundred times before the promise price program. Uh, and you go to markmillersubaru.com, you, you find uh, at the Midtown or Southtown, you've got right, the first one I see here at Midtown, the 2021 Crosstrek, Kelly Blue Book, Be- Blue Book, Blue Book, Best Resale Value Awards, Three thirty-two and twelve cents per month on a thirty-six month, ten thousand mile a year lease. All the details are right here. Thousand out of pocket. Promise price lease includes tax, title, license, and fees. It's also got the promise purchase price of twenty-four thousand five seventy-one. There's no negotiating. There's no haggling. There's no uh, pressure for, from either side, either your side of the the table or the customer side. And I think that that really allows people to make the best decision for them and their family when they're making such an important and what should be fun decision in in time, rather than finding a car you like, only to find out that the price that was advertised online is 10,000 below uh, what it is when you get to the store because of tax, title, license, all those sorts of things. And then you have to find a different car you like. And that makes the whole experience miserable, whereas you guys have eliminated that. You've got the promised price. You know what it's going to be. And then you can work from there. Absolutely. So it's, check it's, it out. It's the way car buying really should be. <laughs> it's the way anything should be. That we don't go to the grocery store and have to say, okay, I need milk, eggs, and bread. And I've only got you know a certain amount of money. And it said on their ad that came in the mail that I'm going to be able to afford it. And then you get to the grocery store checkout and they're like, oh, well, actually we didn't include tax and and you have to negotiate for the price of that milk. And no, anything needs to be, this is the price of it. You get there. And if you've got the money for it, you pay for it and you, and you go home with it. And I don't know why it's the industry is so slow to go this way. Uh, I guess from a business standpoint, you guys are fine with other uh, dealers being slow to the program here because it's a benefit to you and your customers that they don't have to worry about that sort of thing. Yeah. It's really interesting when you have someone come in that's been shopping all day on a busy Saturday and they they come in and then you sit down with them and you tell them how how we do things and, and they're just expression on their face just kind of relaxes and they're like, Oh, I don't have to worry about that. Like it's, it's such a cool thing to see. And, and, and we're really proud of that. And then I think it makes a big difference in people's lives. Yep, absolutely. It's Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. He's George Roska, the sales manager of the Midtown Store. I'm Austin Horton, your humble host. And Eric Jensen, your uh, 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 braggadocious producer today <laughs> at 855-340-ZONE. Before we take a break, we've talked a lot of uh, car sales and, and uh, business so far, but I do want to look behind the glass here. George, are you are you a football fan? Do you like the NFL? Do you like college football? You know, I'm I'm more of a baseball and basketball fan, really? but I do enjoy a little football as well. What what? Who's your baseball team? I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm a little bummed oh, out geez. that they uh, they got eliminated. But it was a, it was a really good game. George, 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 you were this close to being my best friend. <laughs> this close. <laughs> I and, and you you may as well have said that you were a serial killer because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. No matter what good you do. From this point on, it won't even come close to eclipsing the fact that you're an evil Empire fan. I'm an evil Empire fan. I I have outed myself. What can I say? I I said on Twitter last night, 
that uh, it's been a really, really crappy year in a lot of ways, but take heart for an 11th straight season, the New York Yankees will not be World <laughs> Series champs. And I mean that with all the fibers of my soul and being. But Eric but, Jensen. But Austin, yes. what if that's what would have turned 2020 around? I don't care. What if the nope, Yankees? <laughs> not worth it. You're that that's the one against the Yankees that, that you don't even want 2020 to be a good year? That, that's the one thing that I, I can't come to, to fathom with. I, I can't. All right, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I, you know, I've got my convictions that are right, and you've got yours that are wrong, and that's where we'll just have to, to stand on that. But, Eric, you're a big-time NFL guy. You've got an NFL podcast here in this uh, market a lot of people are jumping on board with the raiders raiders they got the chefs this week how much will they lose by 20 or more well if you look at the things the desert says they're <laughs> they're, uh, they're supposed to lose by about 11 uh-huh uh, I would say more than that okay I, I would take the chiefs pretty handily there. see you, you heard it here first george first of all don't root for the yankees second of all don't bet on the raiders don't bet so, on the Raiders. I wouldn't bet on the Raiders, but I'm going to keep rooting for the Yankees. Oh, God, jeez. <laughs> well, before, okay, now why are you a Yankees fan, out of fairness? Um, you know, that's an interesting one. It's it's really the only team that we knew about. You know, I'm from yep. Romania. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the only team you really heard about yep. back in the old country when it came to baseball, right? So, yeah. honestly, that's why I'm a Yankees fan. It was the only team yep. I knew when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yep. They they did great, obviously in the '90s, and and, and won a, a lot of uh, World Series there. And so I, I kind of picked a good time to start being a Yankees fan, although the last few years have been a little rough. Uh, well, that's so, exactly what I suspected. Was so, just like every other Yankees fan that's not from New York. It's just because they were winning, and you heard about them. So, so George, who, I, I'm honest about it. <laughs> so George, I have a question for you. Then, uh, who, who, how do you live with yourself? Who, who no. do the Yankees throw 150 million dollars at this offseason to try to oh. fix their chronic uh, losing <laughs> problems? A new coach that doesn't take Garrett Cole out like he did yesterday. I'm going to go with that one. Yep. Yeah. What a Aaron Boone. <laughs> we we need a little change in leadership. Whew, what a decision. All right. Coming up next, we do have some uh, news and uh, reports and fun to get to here on the show today, including a poll question. If you want to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. I'd like to know what your favorite, least favorite thing is about your current or past vehicles. Why is that the poll question this week? We'll tell you about it next. Also, Subaru. Setting records in more than one way. Get to it next here on Utah Car Sense. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. Eric, we're letting this play a little bit. Go ahead and tell us about it. Rest in peace, great Eddie Van Halen. The great Edward Van Halen. And, um, I, I came in here this morning look, looking for something, and for everyone, everyone likes to hype up Eruption as probably his masterpiece. But to me, there's no greater guitar track in any Van Halen song uh, than "Running with the Devil" uh, coming in. So it is. Uh, that is why we are listening to this today. Yeah, you can. Uh, you know that a band is great when you just randomly select any track and it hits, and that's Van Halen. But then when you isolate just the guitar solos and the guitar riffs, and every one of them hits, you know how incredibly talented Eddie Van Halen was, and I believe still is, as he lives on through his music. George, you a big Van Halen guy? I am. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone tells you they're not a fan of Van Halen, they're lying. They think it, they they just think it's cool for some reason to say it's not good because it's incredible stuff. So uh, rest peacefully and in power to Eddie Van Halen. Absolutely. All right, welcome back, Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska of the Midtown Store. 
George, I, uh, I'm proud to say that I uh, changed my car insurance uh, this just a couple days ago, and they asked for the address, name and address of the uh, company I'm leasing from, and I rattled it off with no problem, just right out of right right from my memory. Although You're that's not pro. that's not hard when the address is thirty five thirty five. So. <laughs> I like it. Now, <laughs> so, uh, I even got the zip code, your... though, but that, uh, that was a shot in the dark. I like that. You you liking the new Forester? Oh, come on now. It's an incredible, incredible vehicle. And, uh, you know, you, you asked that, and that leads to our poll question of the day. What are your favorite, least favorite things about your current and or past vehicles? 855-340-ZONE. It's really hard to uh, point out my f- absolute favorite thing about the Forester that, that we've got. But one really cool thing that's kind of a – other people might kind of roll their eyes at this and go, well, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But there's a small change in the 2020 Forester that I that I wish more vehicles would adopt, and that is with our, our sunroof open and the rack on top, you get that helicopter sound effect. That – but the Forester – They've added this little mesh net that pops up and breaks that air up so you get this nice, soothing, calm uh, uh, whoosh that's pretty – it's incredibly uh, relaxing as you're driving because that's how it should be. Last Sunday, we took a drive up uh, Trapper's Loop uh, in northern Utah to see the fall colors up by Snow Basin, and we popped the sunroof open. We were flying up that canyon 50, 60 miles an hour and just having a really relaxing time. And uh, But if if we were in my other vehicle, the we couldn't have had the sunroof open at that speed because it would have popped our eardrums open. And so just yeah, a small, a small little innovation sunroof, like that. If you can't drive around with it open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and I love that. This time of year, going for a long drive through the canyons, checking out the colors, putting all the windows down, the sunroof open. It's it's awesome. Yep. Uh, and so that's just, you know, but that that's not to say anything about the performance of the vehicle, which we could go on and on and on about. I really, really, really like the lane centering feature on my Forester because I've discovered that I am, uh, apparently I drift to the, I drift to the left in the lane. Because, or excuse me, I drift to the right naturally in the lane as I'm driving because this Forester, what it does is it takes the stripe on the left, the stripe on the right, and it keeps the car right dead center in the lane. And I, at first I was like, wait, I think it's, I think it's broken because I'm further left than I feel like I should be. But then as I uh, had my wife drive it and I drove behind her, nope, it's dead center right in the middle of the lane. I discovered, hey, I'm drifting to the right without this help and so it's just a, a feature that keeps everybody around me and everyone with me safe by keeping me right in the center of that lane that's that's an incredible technology so is that your favorite feature on your new, new forester or, I, is it, or is it the sunroof well oh because now i'm thinking uh i loved our cross trek but this forester has that extra half liter and it makes all the difference when you're wanting to get up and go and so I probably want to say my favorite thing is the get up and go in my Forester. Well, okay. It gets going. Uh, I like it. But then now I think about uh, the, the other stuff like the, <laughs> the driver focus that you can get in the Forester. There's all kinds of the cargo space. It's a much it's uh, in fact, well, we were uh, when we uh, had our car just the other day uh, in for the permaplating. We had an, uh, one of the new Outbacks with us uh, for a couple days, and that was a, our decision to come down to the new Outback or the new Forester, and we, have, we eventually went with the Forester. But it was fun to have the Outback for a couple days just to see what the other side would have been like, and nothing against the Outback. Uh, it's an incredible car, and I really like the new look and the new design that they've got on that thing. But it's so much longer than the Forester, that it barely fit in our garage for the things that we like to do in there. And with the Forester, we get the space that we need without taking up the garage floor space. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, so, definitely. It's a lot easier to park and, and, and just more nimble just everywhere. 
but I totally get what you're saying about the space. Um, I have an Outback and I don't know if I told you, I recently got a Crosstrek. I got a, I got a hybrid Crosstrek and I love that thing. I love how small it is. I love how easy it is to park. I love how well it fits in my garage. Um, and, and I love that I'm getting, I've got like 500 miles on it and I think I've used (laughs) one gallon of gas. (laughs) That is ridiculous. That, yeah, where did it's it's fantastic. So that's something that a lot of people can uh, are having more interest in uh, is the Crosstrek hybrid. And for a while, we couldn't get them here in Utah. But sounds like you guys uh, have their have your way of getting around that and getting those in. We we found a little loophole. We still can't um, can't order them in. They don't allocate them to us in this market. Um, I, I wish they would. So what we'd have to do is we go out to the West Coast, to Oregon and California dealers that have a few on the ground and we'll dealer trade for them. So we're actually shipping them in um, from California, but we've we've probably sold over a dozen, maybe even a little more than that. And there's definitely a lot of demand in this market for it. And I can see why, um, you know, our values, our valley here is kind of uniquely situated where you're kind of 15, 20 miles to go anywhere. And that's about the range you have on that car on, on the plug-in mode. And so if you can go to work, plug in, go, go back home, plug in, and, and really mostly drive 80 90% of your time in EV mode, it's a great solution. And then you still have the range and the gas for when you need to go you know, on, on a road trip or on a longer trip. You can just use the, the gas engine there. Yep, absolutely. That's really cool. So uh, I, I'm jealous. I'm envious because I love the Crosstrek. And I would love a, a hybrid Crosstrek. That's that's really cool. But if people are interested, you can find your way around it. You can get you can get those in, in due time. Yeah, and I think over time that technology is only going to keep spreading through the product line. So I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple years, maybe five or so, you, you do see a plug-in Forester, a plug-in Outback, uh, you know, hopefully an Ascent, and then and on from there. But um, I think it's it's kind of the the wave of the future. Yep, absolutely. So there you go. Uh, some some favorite things about our current vehicles. What's your favorite or least favorite thing about your current or past vehicles? Eight five five three four zero zone. George, let's let's talk about a couple of records that Subaru has set in the in the last few days and weeks. Uh, first of all, we'll start with the uh, sales records: best sales month of twenty twenty and an all time new record for September sales last year uh, for Subaru of America, uh, an increase of 16% this September versus September of 2019. The best ever September for the Outback and Forester, best month of the year for Crosstrek sales, and the first month of 60,000 plus vehicle sales in the year 2020. What a great uh, success September was for Subaru of America. How are things for Mark Miller Subaru? Um, you know, very similar. Um, we we were setting some records as well. Um, I think we sold the most new cars we've ever sold in September. Um, it was it was a fun month. Um, we had more inventory on the ground than we had had in August. Um, that was definitely a challenge closing out August without you know many foresters, many cross strikes on the ground. Um, people had to be a little more patient or a little more flexible on on what they were getting. But um, September we started getting the cars in. Um, you know, they had the factory shut down during March and April for, for COVID and then uh, production slowly started ramping up. And so September was kind of the first month where we had production coming in at a normal level. And I think that's why you saw that that huge increase was there was a lot of pent up demand. There were a lot of people in the market that just we didn't have cars for and they had ordered them. They had they had reserved them coming in. And September was just kind of that that sweet spot where everything just kind of came together. Uh, and when when we talk about records and sales numbers, the benefit that people need to hear when we're talking about this is that that is a trusted brand and a trusted uh, uh, loyalty membership to the Subaru family. Because as uh, Jeff Walter, Senior Vice President of Sales for Subaru of America, mentioned, as well as what you just said, is uh, the retailer network benefited from improved inventory availability it makes you really step back and realize that yes, this year has been bad for everybody. No, no one's you know saying, "Oh, this was great. A, a pandemic is wonderful for sales," but it does say something about Subaru that they're setting records in September in the year of a pandemic, 
and the only reason they haven't been setting those records isn't because the demand wasn't there. It's because supply was was shut down for a little while because of the pandemic. And that is something that I think you can hang your hat on and customers and potential customers can rely on and trust in because it's not that the Subaru brand is fledgling. It's not that it's trying to find its way. It was simply that things needed to be made and delivered before the demand could be met. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I said this back in, in March. I said, I, I know things are scary right now um, where, you know, everything's shut down and we're not having the traffic. But I really think our problem is going to be going forward is we're not going to have the cars to sell. Mm. Um, and, and, and that really came to be true come July, August and, and not as much in September. But um, I don't think you'll have inventory really back to normal levels until next year. Um, and that's definitely going to impact sales. But um, I think people, like you said, do realize that, that the Subaru brand is to be trusted. People are going outdoors more with the pandemic. People are traveling more in their cars. And I think they're really realizing that Subaru is the way to go on that for, for road trip, for outdoors, for really having a car that's safe, reliable, no matter what you decide to do in, in your life and on your vacation. Um, you're you're going to be well covered there. So I think we've, we've benefited well from that. But I think it was something that Subaru had worked towards for many, many years. It wasn't just something that we flipped a switch now with the pandemic. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, another record that Subaru was involved in uh, just happened, I believe, earlier this week. Uh, a large gathering of car enthusiasts met for an event called the 2020 Subaru Technica International Subifest. That's a mouthful. But the event took place in the enormous parking lot located at the Orange County Fair and Expo Center in Costa Mesa, California, which, by the way, have you ever happened to be? Have you ever uh, found yourself at the Orange County Fair and Expo Center? I have not. No, never been out there. It's probably the size of Layton. It's it's humongous. <laughs> That, big, huh? that, that, okay. that place. Uh, it was large enough, obviously, to attempt a record-breaking parade of Subaru cars that spanned more than two miles, which is cool in and of itself. They set, uh, they broke the Guinness World Records for the largest parade of Subaru cars, featuring 1,751 vehicles, of of course ranging from the WRX STI types up to the Forester and Ascents, uh, and, and it tripled, more than tripled, the previous record. So the, the, the previous record was 549 vehicles. This time it was 1,751. Wow. So there's that cool thing. Close. But the, the best part of the event is that instead of uh, ticket sales, Subaru asked for donations to Feeding America. And the contributions gathered from the event are going to go on and provide 241,800 meals to local food banks uh, and Subaru of America will match the donations and round up providing 500,000 meals in total. That is so cool. That That is the idea here. And uh, Alan Beth uh, Bethke, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Subaru of America said, in these trying times, we all search for stability in our daily lives. We hope that through this donation to Feeding America, we can provide the comfort and stability of a meal for people who struggle with hunger in America we must all stay safe, but remember to help others where and when we can. Uh, and as a bonus for being part of the Subi Fest, attendees got a special sneak peek of the 2022 Subaru BRZ. And good news along that line, George, a much-needed make makeover and update to the BRZ, in my opinion, is set to make its debut before the end of the year is what I've been reading this weekend. That is exciting. Um, I actually used to have a BRZ. Did you? Oh, yeah, I had, yeah. It, had it 2013. I only had it a couple years and uh, didn't, I didn't get to track it as much as I wanted to. Um, I had some plans for it that never quite uh, turned out. And then, um, but I am, I'm excited about this new one. I'd, I'd consider it again. Uh, in fact, let's talk about the, the new 2022 uh, Subaru BRZ, which is supposed to be making its debut soon. Uh, it, it's the sports, It's going to skip the 21 model year as it gears up for a redesign. But before you go out and, and get one of the remaining 20 models, just take a look at what's coming up. The, the turbo power that you're going to get in the BRZ that we've talked about for many, many months here on the show. 
Uh, the the 2.0 liter unit is being replaced with the 2.4 liter flat four engine, and that's going to get you some more horsepower, some more get up and go. Uh, so there's one thing it's getting the the uh, the two seat Mazda Miata, its closest competitor. The BRZ instead returns with seating for four, courtesy of a small rear bench seat with room for two back there. Uh, and you're getting the rear drive style in the 2022 BRZ. Uh, what what, do you, what does rear drive style mean in the uh, BRZ line, George? What what is that? I'm not sure what rear drive style means. I I, I know their BRZ is rear wheel drive, but I wonder if they're talking about like their design language um oh, they're, okay. they're going to be putting in yeah but that 2.4 i mean that's the biggest news out of coming out of all this because the brz has always been a great car um the the complaint the, really the only complaint against it was that it was a, just a tad underpowered yeah and and that's where you saw a lot of the tuner community step in people were putting turbochargers superchargers all sorts of modifications done to those cars but i think subaru realized that in order for this car to have a little more mass market appeal they needed to put in a turbo on it. And I'm way excited because honestly, that's the only thing I really didn't like about it was that the first year I owned it, it was fun. It's it's amazing to drive in the in the canyons, on the track, anywhere where you can throw that tail out, that rear wheel drive system is amazing. Um, but it just didn't quite have enough pep to where you're driving around town. It wasn't as much fun as say a WRX or STI. And it, it just didn't sell nearly as, as many units as those models did. But with the two four, I could see it giving a little run for its money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that those are exactly the problems that I had with the BRZ. Is it? It's a it's a sexy looking car, but the power just didn't really match the look. And now with that yeah. turbo, you're going to get that the, the the marriage that needed to be all along. And then the idea of also being able to throw a couple people in the back. Well, that sounded a little mafia. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, to, 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 <laughs> I think that's more for like uh, you know to get your insurance rates down, right? right? So it's not a two. <laughs> two-seater sports car it's, yes. a, it's a family uh it's a four uh, it's a four seat yeah yes yeah. <laughs> just mark that on the insurance yeah and it's not to yeah. throw people in the back uh, that's <laughs> that's not okay that's a little tony soprano-ish so there you go there you go so there you go the the brz coming up here the 2022 uh also we need to talk about in fact i'm going to save this for later in the show uh, because we do we do venture out from cars and just into the general transportation news out there, and there was something that happened in Roy uh, last week that's got me a little irked in the transportation world. We'll tell you about, and uh, also v- the the uh, VW Mexico City dealership is in real hot water for something they posted uh, on social media. But before we take a break, George, I wanted to uh, bring up this. Uh, suggestion list from uh, uh, an attorney blog that I occasionally follow. Don't ask me why I occasionally follow. I've always I've always been interested in law to the extent of I didn't want to go into law because it's boring, but I'm interested in learning the law. Does that make sense, or is that is sure. that an oxymoron? But, I think you're really up to no good in your spare time, and you need to cover yourself. Not, but, well, you know, you know, it's it's all about doing homework and making sure I know <laughs> I can pay the. The, the price for the crimes I want to commit. That's the idea. There you go. Uh, but this checklist of what's, what do you do if you get in an accident? Because I really feel like this needs to be part of driver's ed. And maybe it is now. But when I went through driver's ed, there was no part that ever talked about if you get in a fender, if you get in an accident of any kind, here's the three, four, five steps that you always go through anytime you get in a car accident. That was never taught to me. That was something All I had right, to learn the hard way. Let's see how well I do, okay? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the first one you should do is you should, if possible and if it's safe, to move your car off the road into a safe location. Okay, great. The, that, um, that is number two on the list, actually. Number two. Okay, okay. I missed number one. Probably make sure you're, that everybody's safe. That's and okay. number, that one. number one. Yep, check okay. for injuries. Right. I, I skipped that go. one. <laughs> I guess I kind of assumed that if you can move your car, you're okay and safe. But, yeah, that should be number one always. Yeah. Make sure you're okay. Make sure everybody in your car is okay and everybody in the other car as well. Yep, then um, move the cars to a safe spot if available. Yes. Y- yep. Then um, take some photos of, of the accident. Um, I know a lot of the insurance company apps on the phones. I know mine does. It allows you to kind of start that claim there and just take some photos. 
um, exchange information with the other driver, insurance, driver's license, um, contact the police. Yep, I those like are I'm, all on I here. feel like I'm missing one. Well, the, so just to, to, to make sure we're on board, so the first two are in order. Check for injuries, one. Move to a safe spot, too. But then after that, there's really no particular order you have to go in. And you've mentioned take pictures. You've mentioned exchange information. You've mentioned contact the insurance company. If you're in a rental, obviously you would add on contact the rental company. But you then mentioned call 911. Now, my question to you about that is should you be calling 911 or should you be calling the non-emergency line? You should be calling the non-emergency line if it's, if it's not an emergency, if nobody's hurt. But if there are injuries, go ahead and dial 911. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and it says here, anytime there's a car accident, police should be notified. Now, I know people who feel that there's no need to notify the police unless there are injuries. But this says anytime there's a car accident, police should be notified. Where do you stand on that? Um, I, I would just so there's a paper trail. Um, you know, I think the police, they, they basically document everything that's happened on the police report from from both sides. Um, I also know, I think in Utah is what's called a no fault state, I think, Correct. with insurance. And so um, that I think covers your bases a little bit if you have that police report. Absolutely. Well said, because uh, though the police could maybe, uh, you know, uh, see it as, maybe they see it as, well, this is not, no one's injured, there's no one, there's no safety problems here, it's more of a procedural event for the police, it's so vital and important to you as a driver or or passenger that gets in an accident, whether it's, whether you were at fault or not, because as you mentioned, in a no-fault state, that leaves it up to the insurance companies to haggle and fight and negotiate over who gets what, when, when does your car get fixed, do you get a rental, what kind of medical are you covered by, uh, the, 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 the PIP that comes in, personal injury uh, pr- pr- provisions. And if there's a police report, that takes care of a lot of red tape bureaucracy headaches that you might have to deal with without a police report. And yep. so it, it really, if it, it probably adds time and uh, inconvenience to your day, even if it's just this small little fender bender, it is worth it to contact the police. And if the person that you're involved in an accident with is worried that you're calling the police, remind them and say, well, you know, here in Utah, it's a no-fault state. Uh, Unless you're impaired, you're not going to be hauled away for this today. Uh, And and so just, just let us cover our bases, get the police to fill out a report so that there's an official uh, law uh, it locked in by law starting point for this investigation for the insurance companies to take over from there. Oh, well said. So, all Great. right, so you passed. Advice. You passed, George. You know what to do I if did. you get in a Good. car accident. And now, uh, you also know out there, and knowledge is power the more you know here on Utah Car Sense, presented by Cobra and G.I. Joe. <laughs> Coming up next in hour two of Utah Car Sense, we've got a special birthday shout out. We've got to talk about this incident that took place in Roy and more of your uh, responses to our poll question. What are your favorite and least favorite things about your cars, whether the ones you're driving now or the ones you used to drive? 855-340-ZONE. All kinds of fun coming up next in Utah Car Sense.